AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Welcome to Checking In with Michelle Williams, a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. Hey, y'all, it's Michelle Williams. Listen, y'all better put on y'all seatbelts because we we are in for a ride as my next guest is talking about how femininity or lack of it can affect the success of your love life. Coming up next here on Checking In with Michelle Williams. Dating and love. Oh, my Lord. This is a loaded topic, but it's also endlessly fascinating as it really is a reflection of yourself. If you're in a good place, that's what you bring in. And so what I've learned from healing myself is that you really, you really do attract who you are. And even if one kind of slips through the cracks, you're so healed that you can actually detect that. You're able to pick up red flags and run quicker instead of like, well, no, I'll just, I'm just going to give this a chance. No, 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 no. When you're in a healed place, you're also not desperate. 
Now, before I introduce my guest, I really just want to say thank you for joining me on this amazing journey. It's been such an emotional and fulfilling place for me to safely talk about things that are important for growth and happiness. And I really hope that it's been a safe place for you too. And I hope you've grown. I hope you've laughed and all that good stuff. But I can't tell you how much I appreciate you just for being here with me and following as I share my heart. Y'all, thank you so much for tuning in to Checking In with Michelle Williams. I just first want to say I'm so happy that you guys have been subscribing. You've been sharing my podcast. The podcast is growing because of you. I can't continue to do what I do without you. You guys are who I do it for. Um, I love impacting people um, with my words. I love impacting people with the guests that I bring on. And prayerfully, every guest that I bring on just kind of helps you think in a way, uh, in a different way. I know that I bring on so many different people who offer me various perspectives. I think when you dig into other people's perspectives, it can also help you grow because not everybody thinks the same. Um, Not everybody has the same upbringing and people have different things that they've been exposed to. So I just kind of like to bring people into my world and I get so excited when people bring me into their world. That is why I am so excited to introduce my next guest. I first saw her on Instagram at the femininity doctor. Um, Her name is Kelly Pitts. She is a CEO and founder of an all-female investment firm. She has an amazing social media presence as the femininity doctor and now the author of her new book called Doctor's Orders, a guide for helping modern women reclaim their femininity for good. Please welcome the amazing, beautiful, smart, no nonsense, but still gracious, Kelly Pitts. <laughs> that was such a wonderful introduction. No nonsense, but still gracious. That's that's about right. Well, we are uberly glad to have you on. You recently just released a book called The Doctor's Orders, and you can get it on Amazon. And when you get it on Amazon, it lets you read a preview of the book. And there was something that I shared with you that hit home as it related to my father. And I was like, I can't wait to get the book. So when I physically got the book, when I finally opened up the package, oh my Lord, (laughs) how did you brand yourself as the femininity doctor? Give us a little bit of your background. Okay, sure. Wow. So I want to say that I've been the femininity doctor my entire life. I just didn't know it. Um, And I talk about being so broken and at the age of 18, you know, realizing like there's something very, very wrong. And it stemmed from a lot of childhood trauma, you know, and I, and I speak about my father with love and respect, but the reality is I can't not tell my story and not say that part. Um, And so being raised in a narcissistic environment where one parent was the narcissist and the other supported it mostly out of fear, you know, it really, really stripped me of who I was at a young age. And so at 18, it was just one of those moments where I realized, you know, you you're unhappy and everyone sees it Mm -hmm. and there is a bigger plan for your life. 
And if you don't go on this journey to reclaiming your happiness that you remember having at some point when you were really, really young and bubbly and just filled up with life, it won't ever be as good as it could be. And so I remember, and I tell this story all the time. I don't, I don't know if I put it in the book, but I remember being in my dorm room um, at the age of 18 and I just fell to the floor and I just cried out. And I said, you know, God, if you'll make me a woman that I can be proud of and that everyone around me can be proud of, I will do whatever you say. And so that journey started mm -hmm, when I was 18. And I said that prayer every single day. And little by little, I would see growth and I would see changes and God would bring people into my life, really to hold the mirror to my face and to show me this is who you are. This is what you represent. This is what needs to change. And do not resist these people because I have sent them. And resisting them will only keep you stuck right here. And so I didn't know I was healing to become the femininity doctor at the time and reach back to reach back and tell other women, this is what it looks like on the other side of fear, pain, and brokenness. There is another side and I can help you get there. That is so good. Um, you guys, everybody has a journey. And um, I just wondered, did you have another goal for yourself? Were you like, you know, I really went to school to be a veterinarian. But here you yeah. are. <laughs> I was on the, the fast track to becoming a pediatrician. Wow. And in my very last year of post-bac pre-medicine, um, it was just a, you know, stop. You know, don't, don't quite go that route. Just hold off on that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, I need something to do. And then so I actually, my parents divorced. A lot happened at one time. And uh, this gentleman just comes along. Uh, buys my mom's house cash like it was nothing and I started talking to him I was like what do you do you know I need something to do in the interim and he was like you know I know you want to be a doctor but you'll never be wealthy doing that you'll be comfortable I know I know he was like you'll never make build the kind of wealth for yourself you know being a doctor as you will build in real estate investing so I did real estate investing and it was kind of like that bridge between me deciding not to go into medical school and me actually figuring out oh you are the femininity doctor this is what you are here to do. So that was like a nice little four to five year bridge for me. Wow. I noticed some people who are like amazing hairstylists or technicians, uh -huh. they were doing their mama's hair in the kitchen. Did you ever find yourself diagnosing the women in your life? Oh my gosh, all the time. And I didn't know why I was doing it. And in a way, I think they thought, I thought that I was better than them. And it was just me speaking from a place of, I guess, passion and awareness before I even knew I was so passionate and aware, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, all the time. I've lost some friends. <laughs> and, they, and again, they thought it was judgment when really it was just, I really care about you and I can see what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much. Um, I just love giving people insight and background to who a person has become for who they were before, and you're still becoming, your story is still being written. Mm -hmm. Wow. Because um, of many people like you. Thank you. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> and so I, I want to get into your book called oh, yes. Doctor's Orders, A Guide for Helping Modern Women Reclaim Their Femininity for Good. Oh, yes. <laughs> what is a modern woman? What is a modern woman? Uh, a modern woman is today's woman. A modern woman is a go-getter um, who aspires and who wants a lot. Um, love included, love of self, love from others. But she has a lot to balance. You know, she's a bit different from our mothers and grandmothers. But at the core, 
you know, and internally, she's still a feminine being who feels, who's been put here to nurture and to be domestic, you know, and to show love and, and support to those around her and herself. Do you think that people look down on the modern woman or they say you should be a little more traditional? Your place is in the kitchen. <sighs> I don't see that people look down on modern women. I see that modern women resent or have such like a um, resentment and a resistance towards, you know, our mothers and our grandmothers to the point where they reject the fact that there was some goodness, there was some truth in traditional values, right? And now we're coming to a place, you know, in our lives, some of us in our second and third quarters, you know, of our lives, and we're realizing like, maybe there is nothing wrong with wanting to be a wife and a mother, Maybe there is nothing wrong with, you know, taking that on. And, you know, I, I am put here to further humanity. So I don't see that people look down on modern women. I, I think it's the other way around, actually. People talk about the modern woman and how um, it's getting in the way of love. Not that I ascribe to that and you don't ascribe to that. It's um, your price is too high. and it, 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 You're pricing yourself out of you know, love because of you being this modern woman. And it's like, well, I didn't know that me having a career or me doing well in income, you know, puts me at a disadvantage. I believe we have a choice in um, choosing, but I also believe in God. I also believe in his timing. 1000% as do I. I don't know if you want me to comment on that, but. <laughs> Go ahead, come on, shake the table. Oh, Lord, literally shaking my own table right now. So I made a post uh, on Instagram, and I think that probably caught the most heat. I said, he doesn't care about your degree. He doesn't care about your degree. He doesn't care about your degree. Stop leading with that. Stop leading with that. And so to, to, to respond to what you said, you can be successful. I don't, that's not what men have an issue with, especially these super desirables that all of these women say that they want. How do I know? Because I've dated these men. I've attracted nothing but um, high value, successful men. And before I even, again, realized who I would be, I was attracting that, that avatar in college even. And my friends would pick on me like, oh, you always attract the suit wearing types, right? Mm -hmm. Now they're coming to me like, how did you attract that guy? Like, how did you pull, how are you able to pull those men in? But that, you know, I won't go too far into that. They don't have a problem with your success. They do have a problem with you thinking that they are going to, as true alpha men, as true masculine men, right? Who understand their role in the natural and society. They're not going to compete with you. That's not mm -hmm. going to happen. So right. you can make all this money and you can be successful, but there's only one set of pants in a relationship. And, you know, as a believer in the body of Christ, we know there's only one, there's only one head. Now you are the neck and the body cannot function without both. That's right. Mm -hmm. What's your problem? Do you really want his job? Do you really want that pressure? So that's what modern women have to understand. All right. <laughs> I can't imagine what my producers and what the ladies are doing right now. But we'll, Oh, we'll, man. I told you I was going to get into trouble. I'm so used to it now. No, but we desire it. I was talking to a friend of mine who said, y'all really don't want the truth. I'm like, yes, there, there is a remnant of women who do desire the truth. If I'm asking you a question, I know for me personally, I can speak for myself. If I'm asking a man a question, I want the truth. Like for some reason, I don't know. I literally asked somebody the other day, I said, how old do I look? 
<laughs> so we do, when we're asking questions, we do desire, I know I personally desire the truth. What resonated with me the first time I picked up your book? You asked the question, could you be someone who has always done every little thing on her own? And as a result, you became overly independent or developed what I call fighter syndrome, which is a response that causes a person to either consciously or subconsciously reject love and support from others. While being self-sufficient is a great achievement, never allowing anyone the opportunity to show up for you doesn't quite communicate that you believe you're deserving of adoration, servitude, and love, which might be the reason you're struggling to attract these things into your life. 1,000%. And it took me back to a situation, a relationship, and someone um, sent me a text. And I wanted to who it was. It was Miss Tina, uh, Beyonce's mom. And she told me, she said, put your sword down. You don't have to fight. And so when I read this, that having achievement and becoming overly independent, I developed a fighter syndrome. But at the same time, my heart desires love. My heart desires companionship. But something freezes, something, oh, I don't, I, it's something, I, I'm just saying. And mm-hmm. how you said you don't believe you're deserving of adoration, servitude, and love. The yeah. crazy thing is I know, and I think a, a lot of the listeners can say, serving is in my DNA. I love serving. But it's something about receiving it back that I shy away from. But that paragraph, it blessed me. And I look at it all the time. And it's something that I'm praying on to make sure that I am attracting what I want, adoration, servitude, and love, you know, and um, put that sword down. That's, that's a lot of women today. They can't come to terms with accepting help. And when I talk to so many women and they tell me that, um, it blows me away. And my question to them is, and who told you you weren't worthy of that? Mm-hmm. Someone told you you weren't worthy of that. You know, maybe it was indirectly or directly, but somewhere along the way, Someone made you feel like you were not worthy of it. And then you internalized it and you started rejecting it. Whoa. So whether or not someone told you directly or indirectly, it's something like you said, something I've internalized, something that you've internalized as the listener that you feel like it's something you're not deserving of. It's one thing to say it. I deserve love. I deserve success. But do you actually really believe it? Do you really believe the words that are coming out of your mouth? 1,000%. And do you put one foot in front of the other in your daily actions and activities that say that? So ask yourself, could you be someone who has always done every little thing on her own, and as a result, you become overly independent or develop a fighter syndrome? So please check that. So how do you help someone who is maybe an entrepreneur or someone who has been independent in her whole life. And maybe she didn't have no choice. She had to man up in some areas. What are some tips you can share with my listeners who may not even know how to approach life, dating, love in a softer way? Oh, wow. So I don't know if you know this, but I'm actually coaching a small group of 15 women right now all very successful from buyers to high-end retailers uh, of high-end retailers to nurses, very successful. And that is one of the things that we 
uh, tackled last week. And so I'm going to do a quick little exercise with you, right? And you don't have to do it, but here's what um, I had them do. I had them get out a sheet of paper and I had them draw a line down the center. And then on one side, I had them put masculinity. On the other side, I had them put femininity. My course really focuses on helping us understand our roles in the natural because everything flows from nature. Nature predates us. It's not our job to understand it. It is our job to go with it and adhere to it, right? And so on the side of femininity, I had them think about why are you actually made, right? The woman was made to, um, to nurture, to literally grow and sustain and bring forth life in her room, mm-hmm. to be domestic, gentle, soft, kind, all of these things. That is, just the na- that is just a woman's nature. We don't know why. It would be like me trying to ask God, why did you make the man with bigger hands and bigger feet and bigger? I don't know, right? Mm-hmm. But we just know it is what it is, right? And then on the other side, I had them put uh, masculinity. Why was the man put here to protect, to hunt, provide, to search for problems and to solve issues, to hunt, you know, to scope out danger, to eliminate danger. And when I have them do that exercise, they look at that sheet and they go, wow, I've actually been the protector. I've actually been the provider, even for my man. Ooh. And it is no wonder that there is so much uh, tension and resentment in my love life because I've actually been operating more in the natural and no in the masculine, and no one's ever put it like that for me before. Ooh. Yeah, well, remember Kelly, and this is not to be like pity party, mm-hmm. but you know my heart goes out to women. Now, men, please listen to this conversation. Please don't feel left out. I think I have some questions for you too. But what about that woman who's been put in that position to provide? Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, everybody, this is Carrie Champion, and I'm here to announce that the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival is headed to Atlanta's very own Pullman Yards on April 27th. Last year was incredible, and this year will be even more thrilling, especially with Nissan coming back along for the ride. Nissan is returning with some empowering activations to support Black excellence in the STEAM fields. Have a podcast idea you've been eager to share with the culture? Well, Nissan is back with your Pitch Your Podcast Lounge. You'll have the chance to record your podcast idea and have it shared with the Black Effect Podcast Network team. But that's not all. Nissan is taking the stage to spotlight some of the HBCU scholars from their own Thrill of Possibility Summit. Nissan's action-packed weekend of community building, mentorship, and professional development for HBCU scholars pursuing professions in STEAM. 
The Black Effect Podcast Festival is the event you want to be at. You don't want to miss it because no matter where life takes you, Nissan will dial up the thrill in your adventures. Visit blackeffect.com slash podcast festival for more details. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Sure. So um, the point of that exercise is this. I understand that we all have been through things in life and, you know, some circumstances that or cards we were dealt were just not the most favorable, but it's never too late to walk towards your femininity mm-hmm. and seeing those, seeing those words written down like that and seeing them categorized can help a woman or start. And it, it, it is working. I'm seeing it work. It's starting to help women understand like, okay, so I've been strong. I've been independent. I've had to provide but I know better now. And anytime I feel like I'm starting to step over that line into the masculine, I can pull myself back over that line and allow myself to really rest in my femininity. I was made to be protected. Okay. Without me, humanity cannot go on. If something happens to my body, my womb, my heart, humanity stops. I was made to be protected. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. And why are you, uh, uh, you know, trying to pick up one of my um, clients was like, you know, I would rather carry 12 bags of groceries and uh, from my trunk into um, my my home before I ask, you know, my man or I ask a neighbor for help. And I'm like, and and, and they are there bigger, faster and stronger than you. And you're struggling because of your ego, which is a masculine thing as well. Mm-hmm. Remember those things in those moments and little by little, you'll start to really feel more comfortable with just relaxing into your femininity and understanding. I, I know what, what it has been, but here's what it should be. And here's how I start to reverse those things. Mm. It's the little things. It certainly is the little things you've said to women to not be afraid to show up in life, to show off your true selves. And even if you're goofy or loud or just, <laughs> just love to have fun. What can you tell to women who try to present themselves differently in a relationship instead of like just show up as your true self? I think that that is the wisest thing to do. And how do I know? Because I've made that shift. I know modern society tells women, you know, we live in just this hyper-sexualized, over-sexualized, your body is everything, your, your curves are everything. Listen, I want to say to any woman who, who, who subscribes to, you know, any message that I have or just my brand, your body will get you in the door. It will never get you keys to the house ever. I've been there. Okay. And so if you, if you decide you want to show up in a relationship differently and lead with your heart and your personality and figure out what it is that makes you you so that you can articulate that when a man asks you that question, go for it. Mm-hmm. So they're wrong with it. Yeah. I, I, I highly, I support that. Mm. How many relationships? I bet you <laughs> come to you with all kinds of things, or their man be like, "Wait a minute, you need to go see Kelly Pitts." Yeah, listen. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I, I'm laughing because you. I'm probably bringing to your memory 
things that you're counseling now and coaching now that you cannot uh, betray somebody's confidence. What I love about you is that you exude joy, uh, feminine joy. Now, how does being feminine not mean you're not a feminist? Oh, wow. Um, okay. So I, I'll just give you, I'll just give you the, the, the tea. I'm actually working on my second book and it's called He'll Take the Feminine One. You know, I'm proud of this book. I really, really am. But this was really just to get, you know, my audience used to my voice. Like, hey, I'm your woman in the field. You can trust me. But He'll Take the Feminine One is, is going to be talking about some really, really hard topics, including the feminist movement and why I am not a feminist. I understand that, you know, first and second wave feminism, you know, was all about, you know, equality and women's suffrages and, you know, the right to choose what you, you can do with your body. I, I support that. I don't, I don't think anybody is against that. But I think the feminist movement took a turn. Um, and I haven't looked at this research in about a week. The feminist movement started to take a turn in, I think, around 1970, mm -hmm. you know, when the whole agenda was to disprove that uh, biology does not equal destiny. And it was around then you started to see women not feel as valuable, you know, for wanting to be mothers and wives. You know what I mean? So that I can't support. And slowly but surely it started to, it started to transition from equal rights, human rights to man hating, they're your enemy, being a wife and a mother is not enough girl boss this, girl boss that. And if you don't start one company and make millions and then start a second one and make another million, you're worthless as a woman. And so that's when the feminist movement is, is starting to lose me. Radical feminism is what I do not support. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What does your inbox look like right now? <laughs> because when that book title comes out, you know, I can imagine a little bit of pushback because there is a movement of that. You know, I, I, I have people, high profile women who kind of have that girl boss image on their social media, they've got hundreds of thousands of followers and the things we talk about in private, you know, and they say things like, you know, I know I promote business, you know, on my page, but I don't, I don't, I don't like working this hard. I don't want to carry this on my own anymore. Mm -hmm. And do you know what I think about when I wake up, what I'm going to eat you know, I want to clean something. I want to touch something and make it better within my space. I don't think about money, right? But it's, it's one of those things where they feel like if I say that, am I betraying, you know, this, this modern feminist movement? But the reality is you're just honoring your nature. You were made to be a domestic, you know, nurturing. You were made for that. You're not going against anything that you were created to be already. So now when you say you were made to be domestic. I, I know it's, it's, what do you mean? I mean, when, I mean, so I, I've always loved history. That is actually one thing my father and I have in common, just our love for history. And so, you know, when we look at, you know, just deeply rooted historical roles of man and woman, the man was out there hunting, killing, you know, bow and arrow, spear. He was out there, you know, going to get it. The woman was always kind of back at home, you know, with the kids, keeping the house. That role is just as important. And so, again, I don't I don't understand how God chose. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't understand how biology drove roles in society. I don't know. I think that's just again, that stuff long predates you and I. But I do know it seems to work. And now we, we've moved into a space where women have wanted to become more masculine and then men are wanting to become or maybe even subconsciously more feminine. And everybody's pointing the finger across the aisle. It's you. It's you. There, women aren't women anymore. Well, men aren't men anymore, right? And so I'm like, well, maybe there was something tr to these traditional roles, and there's nothing wrong with you 
being more domestic and him being more of a, of a protector and a provider, you know, and women are starting to return to that truth. Like something's, something doesn't feel right about all this pressure, this financial pressure that I, that I, that I subscribe to. I got five degrees and I, 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 don't, I don't want this. Mm. Can a woman be domestic, but still go out there and make the money? I, yeah, I mean, she absolutely can, but I just don't believe that your role in, in, in the world should ever um, come first before your role in the natural. I don't believe that. I, I'll say this. We quote Proverbs 31 a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. And your first view of Proverbs 31, not your. Mm-hmm. I understand. But... I would even say until I really maybe started having to pay my own bills and stuff and you know, <laughs> all that stuff, you start looking at Proverbs 31 and my initial thought of, Pro- of a Proverbs 31 woman is that she just had this long, glorious hair. She was in silks and just skin just glazed and she had just got out of an herbal bath. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> but you are talking about some domestic things that she did. She rises also while it is yet night. You know, mm-hmm. she can sit up, but this is where you come in. She considereth the field and she buys it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she was not only domestic and being home, but she was also, because how do you, I mean, she considered the field and buys it. Uh, she girded her loins with strength and strengthens her arms too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, it doesn't, you, you can't do that and just be sitting at home doing nothing. I'm just wondering as I look on my femininity, cause I wonder if some women now might feel like, okay, well, is you, are you telling me that I, that I have to stay at home and, and, and cook and clean? Of course not. Of course not. I mean, I'm not I- saying that, by the way. I'm leading the question because of just what I've seen and making sure that I come into this conversation telling mm-hmm. you stuff that I've seen. And I know you've seen those comments too, I'm sure. Like, wait a minute, you telling me, you mm-hmm. know, that I have to just be domestic. But I think what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say about the Proverbs 31 woman, she just, and it might seem, you know, disagreeing with the statement about the domestic, but she just wasn't domestic. She was going out there. She did have money to go out there and look at something that she wanted and she bought it. And I I support that. And, you know, I make my own money and I do, you know, all of these things, but I never forget or I never put my role in the natural, you know, over, you know, the financial or the career. And I see that a lot of women have done that. They put so much effort and, you know, getting the degrees and making the money and they spent very little time developing themselves, healing themselves. They spent very little time developing their relationship skills. And so they think, you know, and and the feminist movement did play a huge part in this. They thought that, and this is really what he'll take the feminine one is all about. You thought that going to get all of these degrees and going to attain all of this success, and you've got the Tesla and the house in the suburbs with two cars in the garage and no man in your bed and no kid, no family, no nothing. And you thought doing that made you more eligible. When you say the kind of man you want, which we all want romantic love, romantic love is what drives us all. You know, you thought that that he cared about that and he doesn't. And so now you're bitter at the $40,000 a year school teacher who understood, listen, I, I, I understand the value of motherhood and family. 
And yes, I can protect and, you know, um, I'm sorry, provide for myself, but I'm going to develop those skills because, you know, this man sitting across from me does not care about the amount of money that I make. And now women are having a rude awakening. I'm not saying you can't, but I'm saying do not do not forget about your personal development and, and, and developing yourself in relationships. That's just as important. So keeping the sweetness, because sometimes, you know, in the field of when a, by the time a woman is making six figures, you know, there's a certain uh, you can't tell her nothing. You you know, and you and you really can't because for a while you couldn't tell me, and sometimes I still think you still can't. Which let's go, and I and I'm I, I would I would say that only because from what I saw growing up, you mm -hmm. know, I was taught, and I think my mother really meant well. Make sure you're able to do this. Make sure you're able to do that. Make sure you don't have to depend on anybody for. You know, you know, I'm 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 in a group, you know, that saying independent woman, which I'm very proud of, you know, sure. no one else. The words say depend on no one else to give you what you want. Sure. But listen, when you said he don't care about your degrees, your tax bracket, you're going up into the ranks of your business. You said I'm just telling you what you said. Yes. And it struck me, honey. Alpha men don't pick alpha women. No. Is that what you've seen, tried and true, something you know? All of it. Like I said, I've been preparing to be the femininity doctor for my entire life. So everything that I speak to women about, I've experienced it. My clients have experienced it. These are the private submissions I get to my inbox. It, it rarely works. Will an alpha man date an alpha woman? Sure, you know, because there's always that intrigue of being with, you know, a headstrong, you know, woman who wants what she wants and will do anything to get it, you know, just as he will. He understands that. But will he ultimately settle down with it? Typically, no. And those relationships don't last long in dating either. I mean, I, I can't tell you the men when I posted that, they were like spot on. Spot on. The men agreed. Okay. Yeah. You know what? And a lot of men have just started coming to my inbox because they don't want to get involved. And, you know, like I get my head bitten off of my comments, but you're not going to back me up. You're not going to back me down. And then when I look at your life, you know, and I can read spirits. That's one thing God gave me. I'm very grateful like, uh, for, I look at your life, you know, these women who attack me, uh, you know, the captions are bitter. They don't smile in their pictures. I'm like, you don't, you don't even understand what you're coming up against. I know what I'm saying right now, right? And so just really quickly, to be alpha means to maintain dominance and control over uh, individuals or groups of people. Do you honestly believe an alpha man who understands what it takes to, to lead and to maintain control is going to let an alpha woman come and maintain dominance? And that is the opposite of being alpha. It does not work. And what happens when two alphas come together in nature? They fight for control. This is natural in nature when two alphas come together. In fact, what's his name? Uh, the, the etymologist that even coined the term alpha male. He did it after observing uh, wolves in nature and in the zoo. And that is how he came up with the term alpha male. Who fought for dominance and leadership? How did they get there? And what did it take? And why was he deemed alpha? Do you honestly believe a man who understands I am here to lead, hunt, protect, and provide? And in fact, I was reading this study from Stanford, alpha male and masculine man was used interchangeably. You're asking me to put down my nature and to, to abandon my nature to be with you 
And mm-hmm. alpha male was coined first. Alpha male was co- female was coined second. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen. Rarely happen. So what are your thoughts about what we see uh, trending about power couples? You know, where it seems like both are very successful. They get together. And I would say the level of success that maybe that particular woman has, she would have to be an alpha, an alpha woman. She can be an alpha in the world, but I guarantee you she knows how to turn that off in her romantic relationship. I guarantee it. Okay. Or she should, are you saying she, she should, or she better turn that femininity on in the relationship? I don't see it going any other way. Mm. He's not an alpha man. If he lets, if he lets a woman take the alpha seat, it doesn't work like that. That's, that's literally like the opposite of alpha. It doesn't work like that. She can be alpha in the world, but when it comes to the relationship, he understands I am, I lead, I dominate and not, not to say that you aren't important and that you don't matter, but this, I understand, you understand that I lead at all costs. So then the alpha man, will he choose an alpha woman? She's an alpha woman in her job and career, but he might, he'll choose her as long as she can be soft at home. I think if she can balance both, yes, 1,000%. The problem is, I don't see it often, right? Shucks. No, shucks. No, but listen, I'm not saying all hope is lost. If you are one of those women that knows how to turn that off when you get into your natural, familial, and romantic life, great. But very few women can. And in fact, that post... You know, you'll see some women comment under and say, I was an alpha uh, woman and I was, you know, trying to be with an alpha man. It did not work. A lot of women commented that because they don't know how to really turn that off. They just think I'm an alpha. I've got to be leading and dominating and maintaining that control at all times. They struggle to turn that off. If you Mm -hmm. think an alpha woman can turn that off in her private life, she might be successful, but it's, it, it seems as though it, it, bar- it rarely happens. And this is experiences, this is studies, like this is what I do. Mm, I have so many more of your quotes that I could, <laughs> um, you know, but that alpha men don't pick alpha women because I was actually talking to a girlfriend of mine as well. I say, I've th- I thought that I called myself being able to submit, but I think there are times if I felt threatened or if I didn't feel like my perspective was honored or considered, I turn into Mufasa, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I don't believe that any woman is wrong for being upset, you know, or emotional when her perspectives are not considered. Uh, Turning into Mufasa, you know, and and no judgment here. I've been there. I've done that. I've been told, oh, you're aggressive. I think learning how to manage how we express ourselves um, and and that comes with being a healed woman is, is what we're after. Because, I mean, honestly, when, what, what's, what's in you comes out. Mufasa is in you. That's why Mufasa comes out. You know, it's like a pretty little pit bull I'm looking at. You can assess to me live how many other women who have college degrees that are listening to this podcast, or maybe you didn't, you even talk about how maybe you didn't even see the softness in your own mother growing up. You know, especially when mom had to become head of household. She became the provider. So all of a sudden, she's calloused. She's strong. She can take the hits. You know what I mean? And so um, that's what I saw growing up. And I remember my mother telling me, you come from a very strong lineage of women. And while that sounded, oh, man, the women in my family and life are strong. Now, generally speaking, 
just when someone said you come up from a very strong lineage, well, first of all, let's 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 talk about where we came from, period. When we from slavery and for us to be where we are now from generations and generations, we had to be strong. All right. Um, but when you talk about a, when she tells me I come from a very strong lineage of women, it's like I want to come from a strong lineage of strong, healed women. You said something to me that resonates with me because I am personally on a healing journey and I hope this resonates with other women and men. Come on, you're welcome to join in on this journey too of healing because when you are not healed, you kind of can be a little more snappy or you don't trust. So you built these walls up of self-protection. You know what I mean? And so I'm excited about the healing because I really feel the walls and stuff slowly coming down. You know, I told you the past seven years, my favorite color is turned into pink. It used to be black <laughs> and orange. Those colors are Halloween colors. <laughs> right. My favorite color, and when I used to be black and orange, and I actually literally find myself purposely trying to buy pops of color. You know, I've got glitter SNS powder on my nails. <laughs> I noticed. Like, I've never seen you with no glitter on your nails. Just trying to tap in into that softer side. You see all this pink and stuff going on. And I told you that I was reading when a woman begins to like the um, color pink, she's ready to nest. So something in me is saying something. And I'm excited about it. I'm excited to embrace it. Yes, I love the feistiness. I love the comedic side of me. I love the side of me that can, if I need to, I don't want to have to always be in a place of defense, but I'm appreciative of that too. And in wanting, wanting to embrace all aspects of me, ladies and gentlemen, embrace all aspects of you, but also assess the aspects of you that don't work for you as well, especially in the area of your romantic relationships. Natural, the familiar, the romantic. Yes. Wow. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, everyone. I am so excited. The Black Effect is live. This April 27th, the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival is headed to Atlanta's very own Pullman Yards. Last year was incredible, and this year will be even more thrilling, especially with Nissan coming back along for the ride. 
Nissan is returning with some empowering activations to support Black excellence in the STEAM fields. Have a podcast idea you've been eager to share with the culture? Well, Nissan is back with a Pitch Your Podcast Lounge. You'll have the chance to record your podcast idea and have it shared with a Black Effect podcast network team. But that's not all. Nissan is taking the stage to spotlight some of the HBCU scholars from their own Thrill of Possibility Summit, Nissan's action-packed weekend of community building, mentorship, and professional development for HBCU scholars pursuing professions in STEAM. The Black Effect Podcast Festival is the event to be at. You won't want to miss this because no matter where life takes you, Nissan will dial up the thrill of your adventures. Visit blackeffect.com forward slash podcast festival for more details. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. What do you mean when you say you can't keep feeding a gladiator peasants to slay? Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. So when I made that post, um, <laughs> I was coming off of the heels of like a trip and I'm trying to choose my words carefully because I think this person might listen to this podcast. So let me just be general then. I see, I see a lot of women who they want to take the easy way out in romance, you know, and again, it's, it's, it's just a cultural issue. My value lies in my beauty. My value lies in my body. My value lies in my sex. And if I can just get those things down, I will land this amazing, great, high, sophisticated man of value. And I'm like, do you know how easy it is to get sex, a big booty and a pretty face? It's 2021. Everybody's gorgeous, right? And so when I say you can't keep feeding a gladiator peasants to slay, I'm saying he will get bored. He will tire of that, mm. which is why a man of great value will never settle down with somebody who doesn't understand their value, who doesn't understand their personality, who doesn't understand their uniqueness, sex, beauty, booty. That is peasantry. Mm. I'm not saying it's not important. I'm not saying that. Oh, yeah, I, I feel like it's important to keep ourselves up. Yeah. You know, and if your desire is a bigger gluteus maximus because it is a muscle, you do have to develop it. <laughs> you got I got one of those. Let me tell you something, sis. I was squatting today. I was doing all the leg lifts and stuff because it you know, it it, it the, the lower part of your body it takes to me for me personally it takes takes more time to build. Um, but I don't think nothing is wrong in hey, um, um, in taking care of yourself, but we have to know that at the end of the day, you know, that will get old in a relationship. What else can you contribute and bring to the table? 1000%. That's so good. Leading with that will never make you his game changer. And that was really the point of that post. Wow. What do you think is the game changer? What I've learned the game changer is personality. You will be surprised at how many men feel like Oh, I'm bored. I'm bored. Like she's pretty and she's sexy, but damn, her personality's so flat. Can I be myself around you? Can I have fun with you? I know that by way of your personality. Mm. 
So good. So ladies, if you have, if you're spunky and sweet and funny, you know, <laughs> keep that. Keep, keep that. that. Listen, I know that I'm going to keep that. Lastly, I've been seeing this trending as well. High value man. Oh, yes. And I think people think even a high value woman is not all about your income. Not all. No. Right. Not always. Although I'm just seeing it's like a high value man or he's always wearing, you know, Louis and uh, Cartier and all of these things. But what is your, what, what is a high value man for those that have been kind of seeing this and, you know, trying to change yourself in order to get a high value man? What's a high value man? So in my experience, a high value man definitely has access to resources. Um, so finances definitely do play a role. But um, respect for himself is definitely up there. And then respect from his community, his peers, his family. You tend to see that those men that have that label on them as high value, they definitely have community support and respect. Um, and, I, and one of the biggest ones for me is a man who knows his purpose and, and his why. He can't be sure about much if he's not sure about why he's here and what he's here to do. And typically those high value men have that. They have those ac the access to resources. They know their why and they have that respect from their community, their pastor, their peers. Yeah. So definitely. And then, you know, obviously somebody who carries himself with that masculine sexual confidence. When he walks into the room, people know. And it's not arrogance, but it's definitely he's somebody who's worked hard and has earned everything that he has. Mm. Being with him and being in association with him will make my life better. High value woman. High value woman. Um, I'm not going to put emphasis on finances here um, because, again, you know, that, that's, that's just, not, that's just not, not our role in the natural. But a woman who is definitely healed within, which is why when I talk about femininity, you know, I don't start with here's what you wear, you know, and here's how you walk. We get there. But yeah. um, being completely healed, you know, or as healed as possible in the heart. Have you forgiven others? Have you forgiven yourself? And I think if you've read, um, I think it was chapter three, forgiving yourself. And I talked about literally how I was holding on to some things and it manifested in physical pain one day when I was in the shower. And even though I would always appear very beautiful and very womanly in appearance, there was always a disconnect in my romantic relationships, especially. And so any woman who seeks to be high value needs to make sure that her heart and her spirit are both cleansed as much as possible. Femininity is about energy and execution. The energy that you radiate or give off is all about what's going on within here. And it doesn't matter how you look necessarily. People can feel that. Yeah. You know, the first step in healing I guess would it be forgiveness? It's all about being healed and whole and reclaiming that femininity in which trauma, grief, betrayal, or abuse possibly stole. 1000%. You just said it. Mm. You just said it. It's about femininity. It's, that, it's about that energy. Does she, when she shows up, does she get off that lightness, you know, that freedom, that warmth, that gentility? Does she, does, she, does she send those signals? How can you possibly do that if there's anger, pain, and resentment in your heart towards yourself and others? Yeah. That is the first step, asking yourself, okay, when a woman is angry, when she comes to me and, ang you know, she's angry, you know, she's got the stone cold face on us. My private, some of my private clients did, you know, they were very, on the very first coaching call, they were very much like, I know I paid you, but I'm from the show me state, Right. And then yeah. in week three, it's like, you know, I've completely softened. Now I'm crying, you know, and 
before I even knew their individual stories, I, 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 I knew. So who haven't you forgiven? When a woman shows up stone cold and she's got more masculine energy, she's not light, she's not free, she's not sensual, she's not fluid, she's not gentle, she's not nurturing, I already know. Who in your life haven't you forgiven? And then it all comes out. Mm. We talk about when you have not forgiven. Yeah. You know, you, you think that you have boundaries. No, you have walls. And that's walls around your heart. Um, you've got stones around your heart, which it doesn't let love in. And if you're sure, it doesn't let love out. No. Ellie, I think you've said something that we've talked about a lot but forgiveness has been a huge, it's just been a, a topic of mine that I have been discussing. Um, I believe forgiveness unlocks your next level. It is also an act of faith. You will never feel like forgiving. Just like, I don't always wake up every day saying, you know what, I'm gonna go work out. I don't feel mm -hmm. like it. But what I do, my what gets me down there in that gym is to say, I, I get to work out. I get to forgive. I get to free myself so that I don't block any of the goodness that's trying to wave, that's waving. How many of y'all can even see love waving? You can see blessings waving. You can see the success waving. It's waving. But it can't get past that wall you've built. And while you think it's boundaries and you think you're pr protecting yourself, take a risk. And know that God is going to give you the tools. And there are people on this earth like Kelly Pitts, who's like, no, sis, I got you. Let me help you reclaim what abuse, trauma, or betrayal has stolen. Oh, yeah. You're going to make me cry. That's it. You've been a joy. And I think that um, for you to take the risk and talk about femininity in a world where it's always, ladies, you got this, you do this, you do that. But like you said, don't forget the actual nature of you. Um, Dr. Miles Monroe, I don't know if you're familiar with his book, Understanding um, the Purpose and Power of a Man and for the Women Who Love Them. Then he also has a book called Understanding um, the Purpose and Power of a Woman. And the book is for the men who love her. So understanding our God-given purposes. That's what I hear you say. Yeah. In our God given purposes, but it's okay to go out there and, and go up the ranks because I don't feel like, I feel like men and women, hey, if your desire is to be CEO of that company right now, which you're the secretary, baby, sir, ma'am, go for it. Go for it. But like you said, don't forget your God given nature. God knows what he was doing and nothing changes with him. And thank you for, for helping us on that. Um, thank you for sharing your time. <laughs> anything within the next um, 20, 30 seconds or however long you want to take to affirm the listener. 1000%. Uh, I want to say to every listener, man, woman, that masculinity and femininity are not at war. We need each other. And especially for the sake of the children, when masculinity and femininity do not exist harmoniously, the children suffer. And so that is what I want everyone to understand. Mm. Kelly, thank you so much for joining us and checking in with Michelle. Thanks for checking in. You're welcome. I'm so glad that I came to check in. <laughs> anytime. I would love to come back anytime. 
All right, we thank you. Listen, I'm not going to tell y'all that I agreed with everything she had to say, but a part of me is like, well, I can check my attitude at the door as it relates to relationship with a significant other. And I'm sitting here realizing that I have an ego just like a man would have an ego because I feel like I'm coming to the table with stuff. He's going to feel like he's coming to the table with stuff. I feel like that's where a power struggle kind of comes in at. And then I've noticed where some of my responses, you know, might be seen as masculine because I have been on my own since 18. You know, I've provided for myself. I provide for others. And so I'm a leader, you know, but I'm like, hmm. So rarely am I kind of left speechless. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But maybe there is a uh, a group of folks out there where y'all like, yo, I wholeheartedly 100% agree with what she has to say. Michelle, you need to stop being so independent and full of yourself and just go somewhere and sit down and submit to an amazing man. All right, I'll hear you. But let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm just going to pray about it. <laughs> but I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was fun insightful. And the cool thing about having a conversation with someone is you're not going to agree on everything. They're going to also come to the table with different perspectives and their own experiences. So that's what I can get with. And that's what I can respect. So y'all listen, you're probably going to have your girlfriends tune in, your boyfriends tune in. You're going to have your aunties, your uncles tune in, because I definitely want to hear even what some of the older folks have to say. Um, Give us some wisdom. Tell me what y'all think about this. So subscribe and just um, give me some feedback on what you think about this episode. And again, I appreciate y'all for the love and support. And thank y'all so much for tuning in to Checking In with Michelle Williams. I love y'all so much. All right. Bye-bye. Checking In with Michelle Williams is a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. 
tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more more info now.